What's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real, and we're back for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. Today is about being the light. So, sometimes we are the light, sometimes we receive the light. But by the end of this conversation, you'll know which one you are. Enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Hey guys, it's your girl, the one and only, Just Be Real, and I have a special guest here with me. On today, I don't know why I made this decision to choose this person to be on here today, but I did. And I'm somewhat regretting it because they make me want <laughs> make my skin itch. No, stop playing. None other than the infamous person I've been talking about for probably the last five, six episodes. My girlfriend, Chelsea. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me. Chelsea, Jessica's girlfriend. So you got for your introduction of who you are is hi, it's me, Jessica, I'm just Chelsea, I'm Jessica's girlfriend. I mean, I feel like you talk about me a lot. So they yeah. never heard you firsthand though, so can you tell them who the fuck you are, where you come from, what's up, what about you? That's better. Princess Chelsea. That's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm sorry, guys. I really don't have much to give. You're so annoying. What do you want me to tell them? You're Chelsea. That's all you're going to tell them is that you're just my girlfriend. So that's what you want to be known as. You're just Jessica's girlfriend. I mean, in this day, I am just Jessica's girlfriend. But I'm also the light of her life. You really keep things moving over here. She's such a... Anyway, as y'all heard, this is the infamous person that I talk so highly about and has yet to even give you much of anything as of right now in the introduction of who the fuck she is. But, okay. Aggravating much? No. Yeah. Now y'all can see what I do in real life because she's probably going to have the most to talk shit to talk once you get the fuck off this podcast. I don't have anything to say. I really honestly, guys, pray for me. I feel like after this, because I didn't do my introduction right, I'm going to get in trouble. Anyway, today's episode is called Be the Light. And as y'all heard, my my homeboy coming with the light is exactly the perfect thing to have as an intro to bring us into being the light. I feel like I've been heavy enough within these last two to three episodes. So it's time to get a little light. <laughs> I'll see what I did there. Light. Be the light. Light. Anyway. I want to have a discussion and talk about how sometimes you are the light in people's lives and sometimes how it is to receive the light. And Chelsea swears she's the light of my life, which she kind of has been a beacon of light. But I definitely don't want her big ass head to get bigger than what it is already. So if y'all can see what I'm saying, it's a big ass head. I have a normal size head, but since at the end, I'll put in my my Insta. Y'all can go look for yourselves. Her page is private. She don't even post. So please don't when let her fool you. I post on my story and I'll make it public. I'll post a picture just for y'all if y'all really want to know what I look like. Since Jessica over talking about I got a big head. Have y'all seen hers? But I'm smarter than you. She's intelligent. But smarter than me, I don't know. Like I said, don't want to make her head bigger than what it is. But in this situation, I feel like being a light is something that there was an episode with Crystal Renee Hazlett and Eva Marcel when they were just pretty much feeding off of each other. How Crystal literally was a light 
to Eva and Eva made it known. So it kind of made me draw and say, hey, I should do an episode about this because surprisingly, this girlfriend of mine that I randomly miraculously gained came out of nowhere and literally was a beacon of light in a time of darkness for me, which is still a little dark, but not as dark because she'd be like a little flashlight or a flicker of a flame. <laughs> y'all have just saw how I looked at her. One day I'm gonna make her tell y'all how we met our little meet cue, so y'all can really understand our dynamic, how we just really joke on each other. But yeah, like I said, she came out of nowhere. So here we are, and now I'm stuck forever because she wants to. <laughs> Nobody has a to your head. Either way, like I said, our the whole meetup is no well, that's a conversation in the episode for another day, but I guess trying to give them too much. I didn't say give them. I said at some point she will tell y'all. See how she don't even listen to the things I'm literally saying. So the person who just said last week, I'm sure Jessica will never put me on her podcast. No, 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 no. I was just wondering. I'm like, y'all, she's talking about me so much. I'm like a mystery to y'all and I'm literally in her face every day. When is she going to be like, Chose, come talk to my people with me? I was starting to get a little in my Well, then she has to know the, the politics of what it is for a podcast because dead air is not something I do. So you got to talk for real, which clearly you're not giving the people enough of. Anyways, guys, let's get into it. Don't say what I say. I'm sorry, am I not Thug Baby Jr.? <laughs> She calls herself Thug Baby Junior. Yeah, because I call Jessica Thug Baby because she want to be thugged out, but yet. Why are you telling my business? She likes to cry. Why are you telling my business? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You told me to give it to the people straight, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. They ain't got nothing to say. Keep talking, Negro. As I was, yeah, I call Jessica Thug Baby because she likes to cry. But she want to be thugged out, and I'm her junior because. I like to match with my girlfriend and be in my girlfriend's skin. My girl, my girl, my girl, my girl, my girl. Is what Jessica says. I've never said that. This is the energy you give, though. I give that energy, but I don't say it. She says it. Whatever. Anyway. So, to start off the conversation for me, I feel like when it comes to be the light... When you turn on the light switch, you don't know what's going to be lit sometimes, but you know something's going to start shining. Like, I know sometimes when I first moved to my new apartment, I'll turn on the light switch, and even though there was nothing that was lit up or flickering, I didn't realize that it's connected to an automatic outlet for it to, like, turn on my light if it was plugged into a certain socket. So sometimes you turn on lights and don't know where the light's going to come from, but you know there's something that's about to shine. Even when you're in the midst of darkness, you'll find a way to make something happen. And I feel in a way like Chelsea might have been a plug on a light. Where I had to plug it in but figure out where the fuck the light source was coming from. Because y'all already know our backstory. If you haven't, go back to listen to prior episodes about how this dynamic is not a normal dynamic. Is there something you like to say? Because your face is saying a lot. No, I feel like you should just give the people who haven't, don't remember, just give them a little snippet of our No, how about you do it? Dynamic. You do it. Okay, guys. So, honestly, me and Jessica met at a party. She does this thing that I like to consider bully flirting. Like, I was minding my good old business, and then there is this nice, beautiful woman bullying a minor. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> Why is she lying? Cause she ain't no minor. I'm not a minor. Let me clear the air. We just are. Like, you go to jail. <laughs> I'm not a minor. We're just ten years, three months, and three days apart. So in my mind, I'm like, why is this girl bullying me? I am not doing anything to her. I'm staying to myself. I'm minding my business. Which is the more reason for me as attracted as New York. And when you too quiet, you say to yourself, that's more reason for you to be a target. And she was on me that night. She even kissed me first. Why are you telling all our business shit? Because, Jessica, they don't see this lovey-dovey side of you. And it's really beautiful like i really love that for you because ever since then we've been it's been up in the stuff like she was calling me bae on the first night no i wasn't calling her back so i was gonna make you about to be bae no she was calling me bae she was even texting me like i was cheating on her because i don't know i was just filling out the room but i had to get on her because she was trying to like play in my face she was, <laughs> here she we was, go with First of all, she was this is the bullshit, y'all. This is the bullshit. So this is how it goes. We was like trying to make signals all night, crossing paths, you know. Then I started getting a little jealous because once I kind of tried to make her my little territory, she went off and started talking to other people that she had met like a couple days prior, and I wasn't really feeling that energy because in return, the people that she was talking to was giving me mad negative energy. But we was trying to figure out each other that night and so at the end of the night a lot of stuff was going down and she was talking to these two others acquaintances she had at the moment and she was inviting them to brunch and i'm standing right there looking her dead in her eyes even though she's staring straight ahead i'm like she invited them to brunch talking about the menu and she's not gonna invite me about it or like say nothing to me about it and so I had to call her out on it. And she was like, I just wanted to see what you were going to say. And I'm like, why would you do that? Because I can. But she did it and I've never left home. Like, this is my home. I've been here ever since. She came over the next day and I still was ignoring her. <laughs> she did. Like, she really was. Like, her and the other person here was, like, having a full-blown conversation. And I'm just staring into mid-air, like, just. Oh, so you didn't tell him how the real reason why you even gave me the time of day because I thought it was going to be a one-by-night fling where I just kissed the girl and I liked it and went about my business. And so you did what? What'd I do? And so you did what? I called you. Oh, yeah. I called her at 3 o'clock in the morning distressed because when I tell you the event of where we met, so much commotion was going on. People was getting in trouble with the law. People was fighting. It was just a lot going on. So I had to call her to vent. I'm like, yeah, girl, I know I just met you, but I just need to unload. And I really feel at like three o'clock in the morning. I heard this three right. Three o'clock in the morning, and she was so okay with letting me unload on her. So I really appreciated it. I was in the release, and she was able to receive. And ever since then, wow, release and receive sounds like you just learned. Where'd you pick that up from? I'm not <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> my little junior. <laughs> So yeah, I'll I wear the junior thug baby junior title proud. Put it on a shirt if I have to. Tat it across my forehead because I already have one dedication tag because I lost the bet, y'all. So that she chose to lose probably because she knew that she wasn't gonna <laughs> fucking win anyway. Buried me. I took her to a Celtics versus the Hornets game and I was so determined my team. I love anything Charlotte based like Panthers. I know they're trash, so don't talk about it this season. But next season we're gonna come back. But anyways, Corbin. shut up. 
But that Celtics jersey will go straight in the trash. Play with me about I don't play about my Celtics. Right. Anyways, they beat us. Not by much, but they beat us. So I had to get her birthday ears at it. And I got it on my shoulder. Because I'm... Jessica... Thank you. Shoulders. Why would you put my government out there on the fucking airwaves, bro? You want me to say your middle name? Don't play with me, my nigga. alternative last name? Don't play with me. Anyway, finish your story. So you called me. I called her as I was driving to go do a good deed. And she invited me to brunch. And I gave her my actual full address, not just the location of the building. I gave her the actual but see, apartment. See, then, then day two, I was really about to control all the leave because I let Jessica know the day before. I was like, yeah, if you invite me to your place, I'm going to text you when I'm on the way. And I need confirmation that you got the text before I get there in this like awkward energy. And she did not answer my stuff because the girl lived with her family. <laughs> you know, and I get so nervous and so flustered to come into apartment complexes because I... Sometimes the Google, like, sometimes the GPS will bring you to the apartment complex and be like, you're here. And now you got to figure out what building. And I just was not in the mood. I didn't get any sleep that night. I had to go check on a friend that morning, go home, let my dog out. Like, it was just so much. But once I finally got here, she... Check on a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Your old thing. Oh, we going there. We're going there. We keep it real. Just be real about it. We be real here on Just Be Real, okay. baby. I mean, if we're going there, yes. An old fling, but... Okay. No, an old thing. It wasn't no fling. A fling mean that shit happened once or twice. Anyways. That shit was a situationship. Okay. But she met me at his party. And that's what I said. If you're going to tell it, tell it out. If I'm going to tell it, then I got to tell it out. Right. So okay, great. Anyway, she met me at his party, but we were no longer in. Whole time, I didn't even know when he was, we was at his crib the, the couple nights before, and he was talking about this never have I ever situation, and was talking about this questions, that she was the girl he was talking about. I just was smart enough to put two and two together, and I was like, maybe this her. Then I was like, nah, and then I had to think real quickly, because you know, like, sometimes... It comes, I know this is off tangent, but sometimes it becomes too full circle. You just be saying here like, well, what person in their right mind who's not his homies is about to feed everybody in a mama a bunch of food when niggas is just bringing liquor and you're bringing actual food to feed him and the homies? And the energy between them was kind of awkward in a way because she was, seems like it was unsettling, like she was in a space that... She was supposed to be in, but not really in, because he wasn't paying her no mind for real, for real. And she was kind of standing off by herself, hence why I was picking on her. So she doesn't feel like she was just by herself, because clearly the nigga was in his own world with his homies, and literally just cared the fuck about her bringing the food. So I'm like, oh, this must be her, but I won't get, I'll get confirmation at some point, because all this ass will be revealed unto me. So I was like, fuck it, I don't care, he ain't my homie, he ain't my friend. It is what it is. It was because, as we keep saying, we've been talking ever since. But I did confirm it that Sunday at brunch. She confirmed it, but she and I knew. I mean, it kind of came up in conversations after I confirmed it. But it's like, I hold no secrets from Jessica. Like, if she ever were to ask me about anything prior to her, I'll tell her. Because the prior 
is no longer where I am now. I'm now in the space with her. So there's no need to keep secrets from her. So if she would have asked, I would have told her. But yeah. So our meet cue is like so crazy because it was so much going on that night. Yeah, because I was being argumentative. Yeah, I was about to say, we're not going to get on Jessica's behavior. And that's because it's just something that you just don't fucking do. Like, she was wild. It was like moments in that night that I was like really for her. And then there was moments where I just stood back and I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody at this party. Because everybody at this party crazy and I really need to go home. But I didn't, you know? And she was trying to be cute like she didn't want Waffle House when I went, I but she say, did want yeah, it. I was starving because I bought wings for everybody. But, you know, when you bring food and you're like semi the under host, unofficially the under host, because you know where everything is and how it's supposed to be. You don't really take the time to eat. You're watching people's personalities because this time at this party, it was like so many randos. Like I've been to so many events with the prior and the people that was there have never, ever been there before. So it was just questionable. I was watching people's behaviors and how people was adding up. And stuff was not adding up. So it was like a lot of different personalities that were never meant to be in the same room. So it really just, really just, um, you know, was a night. Boy, we had a time last night, if I do say so myself. But this blossomed out of it, so I feel like it was very successful. And I ain't spoke to the nigga since. Haven't talked to him since. Well, I mean, I have, but I feel like he probably seen. He does watch my story, but I don't necessarily follow him. So he knows because I have no problem posting Jessica. And he don't far watch my shit because I feel like it'll hurt his fucking feelings. Like most niggas, like I told y'all in my past, when a nigga already had a female or entertained a female or dealt with a female and then I come around, their egos feel smaller. So then it's just like a situation of damn. How that happened? Cause she was just fucking with me. Now she fucking with a whole bitch, a real nigga. And then here you are, just looking stupid. Cause you're lurking for what? So yeah, but that's kind of our meet cue. And then there's so many more little stories. If I'm ever invited back, I'll tell you guys on the. Sneak. We'll see how this one goes. I'll tell you guys <laughs> on the sneak. We'll see how this one goes. But we and the nigga so went to almost like two, three months. Yeah, it's been a while. And I think it's because she posted herself in my fucking hoodie. And he realized where the hoodie came from. I posted myself in her hoodie. And my name necklace. In her name necklace, in her bed. Pictures of us in the bathroom. Our date to the Celtics game. Our trip to Asheville. Us on Thanksgiving. Us, yeah, us on Thanksgiving. Us today when we took the dog for a walk. Us in our matching Christmas dramas and slippers. Like, I don't hide Jessica from the world. I mean, I do keep her mystery and allure to some of those that are not, really don't need to know about her for real, for real. It's not that they don't need to know about her, but I just don't like people go, like lurking, going from page to page to page to page. And my page is public now, as y'all know, so. Right, so I would, like, keep my people away. Like, I'll let them know. Like, I'll post her. I post a lot about her. So many inspirational quotes on, like, my girl, my girl, my girl type energy post. But it's out there. People know. And this is what I mean when I say, like, you turn on the light switch and you don't know what kind of light you'll get. Because sometimes you have situations where you have light switches where you turn shit on and it'd be a dull bulb and it might be a flickering light. It might be a light where the bulb is out completely blown out. Or you might have situations where you have 
lights that are so bright that it kind of somewhat blinds you, but it lets you see everything, this totality in your perimeter and what's around you in the space. And Chelsea's kind of was like one of those bright lights because I was used to dim lights, like lights that were shining in one corner. Because if y'all were able to see me in my office, there's this one little light that's shining in one corner. But if you look behind me, it's kind of starting to get dim and dark. And that's how a lot of relationships were for me, where I was dating somebody where it was a light in one corner, but not much for me to see elsewhere, where I kind of had to need extra light to kind of figure it out. And I feel like when you're dating somebody, there's supposed to be a light that's so bright where you don't have to search for something because you automatically see where everything's at. And like she said, how she doesn't hide me, I wasn't used to not being hidden. Like... I was so used to dating unavailable people or people who are emotionally unavailable or somewhat able to be where it was like I was, I told y'all before how I was bisexual. I was out there, but it was like I was still somewhat in the closet. Like, y'all know I'm bi, but everybody don't need to know I'm bi. And it ain't everybody's business because I ain't really that comfortable being gay. Like, I know what I like and what I've dealt with. But I don't need the world knowing that and have any eyes on me about it because I know how there is this stigma and stereotype and there's this kind of what ill will sometimes against same-sex relationships so like being with people who were there outside of like my ex-fiance i was out there but i wasn't out there so having somebody who's proud to say hey i'm with her and this is who i'm with and i don't got no problem rocking her shit and i'll tell my mom about who you are firsthand in that situation where you're meeting my family and you're coming around on holidays and my friends know who you are and i have no shame telling my mom like this is who i'm with this is who i love and like you either with it or you're not with it. I was like shocked because that's a light that I'm like, damn, I don't have to worry about the dimness because I literally can see all that's going on in the room without having to question like, well, what's this? Or what's this in this corner? Or what's that? Like it was real transparency. So like sometimes you have to get people who are like that in your life where they're full blown bright lights because who got time to be feeling around in the dark? Nigga, we ain't Scooby doing this ain't the mystery van. And your name is not with the little, what's her name with the glasses? Velma. Velma. Where the bitch always drop her glasses, she can't find them. She's certain, searching and looking, and they in the dark, and then she ends up coming up against the monster, not knowing that's the exact villain that she's trying to keep away from. That's how it was in a lot of my relationships. Niggas was the villains, and I was Velma. And now I ain't got to worry about it. So, like, me talking about my sexuality and being more comfortable and saying, I'm with her, I'll show her off, like... I don't got to be secret. Is there going to be some anonymity? Yes, because y'all need to know all my fucking business. Y'all should be glad y'all even get her on this fucking podcast to be for real, for real. Because I ain't about to dagger when I boast about it. (laughs) But I already did. But niggas not going to remember that shit by Sunday. Anyways, she did. And I guess I'm going to like go back to reiterate that no, I don't keep Jessica's secret. But this is also very new for me. Because it's her first ever relationship. It's my first ever relationship. It's my first same-sex relationship. This is the first relationship that I was like so open and willing to tell my mom just because I saw so much potential in the relationship with me and Jessica. Off, off fruit. You know, like we met, we matched, like everything just seemed to fall in place so perfectly. And she... Whoever said I needed a Capricorn in my life, I don't remember who it was, if I associated them with or not. But they were right. I think it was my cousin Keisha who said it. Like, you need to meet, you need a Capricorn in your life because that's the only person that's going to match your energy and literally go toe for toe for you to not feel like you're going to be the dominant one all the time. So, shout out to Keisha on that one because I was literally going elsewhere and I was like, I don't need no fucking earth sign in my life. Like, I'm already earth enough. What the fuck do I need another earth sign in my life? An earth sign at that? We're talking December, January. 
Hell to the no. And she picked the best because Capricorns are the best, but especially December Capricorns. So if y'all have a problem, she stung shed at her own mother. I want y'all to know. I, I'm I love my mom. I really do, but she is a January Capricorn, and that is her problem, not mine, because she knew when she, to give birth to me in December. She Two picked, days before it ended. Two days picked, before the year ended. She picked her due date because I mean she pushed me out early. I was supposed to be a January Capricorn, but hey, God knew it was God. He knew my plan, and you can never go against the man upstairs. Back to the questions. Back to you telling about how you were you oh, see yeah. the potential. Look, I she got ADHD just as bad as I me. I don't have ADHD. What I have is a margarita in me. <laughs> if we're being honest, uno mas, uno mas margarita. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not uno. It's dos mas margarita. <laughs> I have to. But no, yes, I saw the potential, and I saw it very early. Me and Jessica had a date. And we were supposed to go to a thrifting event in Camp Norfin. I don't know if any of you guys are local, but Camp Norfin is just like, I don't really know how to describe it. But anyways, we're going thrifting at Camp Norfin. And my mom was, her school was having their homecoming. And I was like, mom was like, are you coming? And at first I was like shy. I was like, I don't know because I'm supposed to have plans with Jessica. And I don't, I don't know if it's too early for their paths to cross. But I just saw so much potential. And I was like, yeah, Jessica, the plans changed. And she was like, what you mean the plans changed? I was like, yeah, the plans changed. We're going somewhere to meet my mom. And I know she probably felt like, girl, I just met you. And I'm going to meet your mom. Okay. I meet this girl September 23rd. I'm around her mom by October 7th. Like, right then and there. And it's like, my mom gravitated to her. Knowing her personality and the person she was. Now, it was a little step back when she found out. What, not even a couple days later, maybe like a week later, that in actuality, the girl you just met is my girlfriend, and this is my first time coming to you with any type of relationship ever? The way that that conversation went down was fucking crazy. Because Jessica was sitting right there on the couch, and I was just like, be quiet, and I put my mom on speaker, and it's like, I was, it started off like this, Jessica's been pushing me to go to therapy, and the conversation that my mom found out I was dating Jessica, because I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I think I'm about to go to therapy, and her mother's been trying to make ask her to go, but she's been denying it. But yeah, I was like, no, therapy's not for me. My mom wanted me to go to therapy for more grief-related issues because I just lost my grandma last year in August. August is twenty-third. So This is fate then. Twenty-third starts Virgo season. Four so, days before my birthday. So yeah, she's been trying to get me to go to therapy because she feels like I haven't processed that entirely and i probably haven't but that's neither here nor there but jessica was like we had a conversation one time we were in her living room sitting on the floor and jessica read me for filth in the most polite way ever she was like i could see all your daddy issues your mama issues everything you got going on for you but there's so much more to you than those things but you just need the right outlet and she was like you should go to therapy and when she said it it immediately was like yes i have to go because if she sees it in me and I just met you. And she just met me. And like I see so much in her. She wouldn't steer me in the wrong direction. And it would only make me better. And so I'm like she is already trying to make me a better person. Why would I not 
take her up on this offer of like going to therapy. And this is when I say my six years of isolation and literally working on myself to be able to see stuff like that. When I always say like I'm an empath, I can see people for deeper than what they see themselves. I can see within a within when I first met Chelsea, I already knew within herself. I was like, oh gosh, if this is the girl, I could see how he kind of made his way of preying on her because I could see by how she was holding herself in that room full of people. It was like I was able to sense. And then when I kind of got the situation of how she was overextending herself to do her good deed, I'm like, oh, okay, confirmation. Then as she was talking more, we was at the table, we were sharing like old past relations. And she was like, I get clingy and I want to be in your skin and da-da-da-da. And I know so then the first two weeks and after that, if I don't, then it's like, I don't want to be bothered. I'm like, I knew because one, I've had my own revelations and I'm able to read people now. Being that that's now something that I've taken a step back to learn and why I've me going to therapy for so long. I can see people deeper than they see themselves because I now have this innateness. But nonetheless, it was like, this is old. This is, this is, this is Jessica at 22. But my path might have been a little bit different, but this was Jessica at 22. The fact that we're both only children, your mom raised you, then you have, we had some of the similar backgrounds. You just lost your grandmother. My grandma's been gone for not, yeah, this was Jessica at 22 because Jessica lost Isaiah at 23. So like, okay, I'm looking at mirroring myself. So if this was supposed to be my twin flame and a mirror image, God, I get it. But like, why? Which is why I'm her junior. Why? Because as my Scorpio energy, I'm supposed to just be an example for people, let them see themselves, and I'm supposed to just be gone. And, I hate when and I've been so it. used to doing that. When Chelsea was around, I'm like, oh, damn, this bitch is still here. She's really not just a lesson. Oh, shit, God. Oh, she's about to be here. Oh, so you want me to have permanent reminders of what the fuck? Okay, great. Yes, because Jessica loves to say, I'm so used to just being a lesson to people's life, and then they leave. And I'm like, I just really don't feel like that was the case for our situation. I feel like we met for a reason. We clean together for a reason. We see our future for my babies, Jacoby and Cece, <laughs> for a reason. Like, we got kid names. I don't know if Jessica's ever told y'all, but I'm about to tell y'all the biggest secret about Jessica. One, we have already started shopping for our <laughs> kids, guys. Our kids have so many clothes. Shout out to Cotton One. We don't do no Shout out to Primark. In Primark. Because me and Jessica go in there and But I'm not shop. buying Jordans and sneakers yet. No, we haven't bought any of that yet. Until I get a ring on my finger. But she won't let me propose to her. But guys, she has something coming for her. Ask her how long it took for her to even for me to become her girlfriend. Because she kept trying to rush it by week three. And I'm like, no. Because I just... And I kept telling her no. No. We waited until the end of October. And then November is when we really, like, made it a thing thing. Yeah, but so we have, like, guys, I don't understand how this really relationship works. We have... We celebrate September 23rd. That's our meet anniversary. Then we have, hold on, y'all, give me like one second because I'm gonna You don't know October 24th? October 26th. No, it was not. Then we have, um, hold on, y'all. Go to your calendar. No. Then we have our anniversary, 11 11. Jessica asked me to be her. No, I just got to be my girlfriend, 10 7, 10 19. No, she asked me to be her girlfriend. 10 17 and mm -hmm. i asked her to be my girlfriend 10 19 because i took her to the celtics room and i i mean to the celtics game 
and I had decorated my room with balloons and rose petals and all of that cute stuff. Basketball balloons at that. Basketball balloons because it's the love and basketball over here to the day. And y'all know that's my line name, so. So. Yes, I'm yeah. pouring up. Cheers, y'all. So we have like 30 anniversaries. And but the 23rd is our biggest one because that's our me anniversary. So. Yeah. She was there like mad early. I walked in the door and she saw this chocolate drop. And she fell in love, honestly, just from me coming in the room. I actually was questioning like, is this the girl? Because she's here early with everybody else and there's only nothing but niggas. Yeah, but see, in that thing, although he was an ex-fling, I had made friends. Well, not friends. Associates with his friends. So the uh, there was another guy that was there that was already there early and he's in the service and see he just happened to be down and he's cool. So I was really going back to the story. Yeah. Anyways, y'all, I'm sorry. Don't make a fuck about that nigga. It doesn't matter, but I wanted to let y'all know I was there early. Like I wasn't there early there to be early. Uh, I was there early because the person that she thought wanted me gave me the wrong time. So get, maybe it worked out her. in the favor. She wanted her because she's the one that was a little jealous when me and Jessica snuck off for our first kiss because we had to go get the lemonade. <laughs> and that's when she planted one on me. And y'all, when I tell y'all, I was taken aback because I was like, oh, this is what this was leading up to. She was playing pool, putting her ass in my face and all of that crazy stuff. Been doing all of this crazy stuff, y'all. Y'all might want to see her when she in love. She's a different breed. Are you going to finish the story or are you going to keep talking about... I'm going to let you finish your story. Because you was the one doing the services. No, because you were talking about me coming on you and then the whole anniversaries. They were talking about the kids' names. Yes, we have kids' names. And they're clothes. We're just going to have five kids. But yeah, we have bought them clothes already. That's really what I was trying to get to the root of. Is like, I have a bag full of kids' clothes at my house. And I have some vintage... Just so you know, originally you were on Tanisha. You were talking about how I was the only one that really met Tanisha. She is the only... Hold on, y'all. I have some vintage jerseys coming for the babies that Jessica don't even know about. That's going to blow her mind. Back to the original story at hand. Yes, Jessica's the only person out of my 22 years of life, although I have flinged and mingled with many of people, who has literally ever been in the same presence as my mom. She went to my mom's homecoming. She came to my mom's house. Now the relationship at first was a little bit rocky. Jessica was intimidated. Because it's... I want y'all to know that her mom is the same age as my older sister's. Right, and my mama don't play about me, and my mom didn't understand. Like, she didn't know how to feel with that being my first relationship and being same sex. Like, this is the like the first. But you were in the midst of saying how that happened, how she found out, because you're saying she, you were talking about therapy. Yeah, we were talking about. Sorry, y'all. See, Jessica is like all, all these conversations just stem into different conversations about me and Jessica, because honestly, that's the only topic at hand that I talk about now is me and Jessica. But I think they know that from how much I talk about you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I was at my house and we were just talking to her about therapy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. I just have some personal things that I really want to, like, you know, explore and dig or dig deeper into. Because I made it known that the caveat, she was like, if you're going to marry, I was like, I'm not going to marry you. I said, she was like, so you're saying you wouldn't marry me if I didn't go to therapy? And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't marry you. Because there's issues that need to be, and traumas that I feel like you can't do on your own. And I'm not supposed to be the person fixing your traumas. That's something you have to address on your own. And it's not my baggage to carry. 
I can help you if I see you having the potential to do in the healing and the journey, but I'm not about to sit here and take on all your baggage because you just feel like as your person, I'm supposed to do that. So no, I wouldn't marry you. Right. And that kind of hurt my feelings because I was like, girl, what? I'm already wanting to marry you. I want you to be my girlfriend. I'm already talking to your mom. I don't think I was talking to her mom at that point, but that relationship blossomed. And from here, even if me and Jessica ever stopped talking, me and Miss Jackie... They love that girl. Down. Her Teresa is my aunt is an introvert and she be Down. on the phone with her every day. My aunt was like to the point was like, I'm about to buy Chelsea's birthday cake for her birthday. Girl, what? Why? She loves me. Anyway. But yeah, so I was talking about therapy and I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm going for talk about you, talking about this, talking about my sexuality. Mom said, wait, what? She's like, what do you mean? You're going to talk about your sexuality. And I was like, well, I just want to explore some things. And she was like, explore some things with what? And Jessica's sitting beside me as my mom was like, explore some things with what? And I was like, yeah, well, I just want to start talking, you know, exploring. And she was like, oh, so is Jessica like your girlfriend or something? And me and Jessica, mm -mm. No. That's what she said. Because she said, you're going to therapy to talk shit about me. True. And right. she was like, hey, maybe. Hey, and she was hey. like, you are probably the root of a lot of my reasons why I need to go. She was like, so you're going to therapy to talk shit about me. She was like, yeah, no, not just talk about you. I mean, you might be a topic, but there's a lot of other things in my life I need to address that I feel are something that I need to figure out so I can explore and what I want to explore in my life. She was like, explore how... She's like, I don't know, because it's kind of like, I want to explore, you know, my past, my traumas, some things that might be a trigger, uh, you know, my sexuality. And her mom was like, your sexuality? She was like, yeah, I think there might be, you know, a person or some things that I want to just see that if it's for me or not. And then her mom was like, what do you mean? She was like, what, are you gay? She was like, I want to say I'm gay, but I do like a person. And she was like, what person? Is the person Jessica? And then that's when I sat there with my jaw on the floor because it was automatic, but she didn't know I was sitting there. Yeah, no, that conversation my mom thought it was at home alone. I think it was just like a baby shower or something. Or it was prior to the baby shower. But anyways, yeah, she had called me and I had to take her off of speakerphone because then she in the most politely and concerned in any way a concerned mama would went in on me. And I was like, wild. And then her mom, at the conversation her and her mom had prior when we were met at the food court with her aunt there of her homecoming, I was speaking of my past, but I was speaking it more so in reference to, like, me dating men. Because, like I've told you, I've been engaged by a male and a female. So, like, her mom was like, well, didn't she have a football boyfriend? Wasn't she engaged to a man? Like, but her mom doesn't know the other aspects, which her mom just found out last night after we had our little heart to heart. Right, and that right there... Is another reason why I see the, the like a future with this girl. My mom, it didn't take my mom a long time to come around. I feel like she was trying, but because Jessica and her, like Jessica feels like you're the same age as my older sister, so I feel like we are like mutuals, like peers, almost on the same level. And I'm like not totally against that vibe of them being like peers, mutual and stuff, but it's just like it took them longer to come around than I thought it would. But I mean, not necessarily because my mom's, it's my first relationship. 
in the same sex so it was a lot for my mom to process and i was starting to get so frustrated with my mom because it's like why are you not processing this why are you being so mean to her but the fact that jessica called me yesterday i was like yeah me and your mom were on the phone for 40 because i was supposed to go to her house and meet her for dinner and i literally was like 30 minutes late because her mom literally i called me 15 minutes before but like literally coming on my way out the door and i was and yeah she says i live my life on dnd her mom's in my favorite so my phone rang i'm not gonna not answer and they were on the phone for 45 minutes and just from what i hear on jessica's part and the call my mom had with me after it just seemed like such a beautiful conversation and i really feel like i was a, like was listening in but it was just like a bonding moment that made me so happy so happy for them because her first mom was like well she's a little too old for you yeah and then because but see it's not even that it's like the first time Jessica came to my house. To my me, me and Jessica went to my mom's house to do some things. I had to make a couple orders. I make shirts and stuff. And so, <laughs> <laughs> shirts. And I went to go do her work from the debt that she owes her own mother. Yeah, Jessica came to help me out, and we was sitting on the couch taking a little break. And here my mom goes like. Hey, Jessica, can you come in here? I want to talk to you. And I'm like, did you say Chelsea? She's like, no, I said Jessica. She said, I heard you had some questions for me. I said, oh, shit. And boy, was I scared. But I really tried to stay out of it. I just sat on the couch, went back on TikTok. And I let them do what they do. Because if it was meant to be, they would find a groove and a way for it to be. And they did. Jessica was nervous. She was like, your mom just really mind with me. Which I'm not used to, because parents normally love me. So imagine, like, you first going to see a shit, and somebody's really grilling you, and they're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? I ain't never done this shit before. And she grilling me, and I'm like, how's my my sister's age trying to grill me? But then I think about, you have a whole daughter that's literally my niece's age, so it makes sense. Like, okay. Because I am her niece's age. No, she's two years older, but point of the matter is... There was transitions to the light, but it's like we kind of already seen the, the brighter perspective of our whole relationship. And I think for her, the reason why my aunt texts her every day, because she knows she's God-fearing. So my aunt is like in infatuated with the fact that she's a God-fearing woman. So I feel like also when you have the light or you find that light, it can draw you closer to God. Because it, like literally for like when we started dealing with each other, we were watching church, my church, online together every Sunday. And there was one Sunday I couldn't really watch because I was too busy making her breakfast. I was pissed because I didn't get to get the word. She was making tacos for breakfast. It wasn't my favorite meal either. And so I kind of felt bad in return that she missed church for that. But it again, it brings you closer because I think like how she shared with me today that there was an incident with her where she kind of withdrew from church um, because of grief. And it kind of brought her back, even though it's not her church, but it kind of brought her back to be like, oh, hey, we're going to watch church on Sunday. I'm like, oh, wait, she won't watch church with me. She won't do church I with do, me. And I love it. And then to the point, even when we weren't together one Sunday, she was like, can you send me the link so I can know where to watch church? I'm like, oh, so she really about this because y'all know I am a church girl. I grew up in the church. So it's like having somebody be equally yoked. I've always prayed to have somebody who is a partner who wants to be just as just as into the word as I am, who is just as into of a believer as I am, who knows where their source of strength, hope comes from. As y'all know, I'm also spiritual, so it's always spirituality over religion. But the point of the matter is they have a grounded foundation and faith in God. And that's kind of what happened when it came to Crystal and Eva, when Eva was like, she went back to church because of Crystal, because Crystal was a light. 
And because Crystal constantly posted about her going to church and how she would share her daily devotionals, because Chelsea already knows with me, don't interrupt me in the morning. Don't talk to me until after 12 p.m. Because my daily devotional is is a morning routine where it's my workout for 30 minutes, then it's my daily breads, then it's my scripting, then it's my journaling. And if you want to talk to me after that, it's mainly meditation. I've kind of slacked off lately, but that's my routine. And that's how I center myself to prepare myself for the world. So it's like, if I don't get my daily devotion in, we have a problem because I start my days with God. I might start with workouts. Yes, this is true. But in the process of working out is my way of releasing whatever might have happened the day before, or the night before, whatever energy that is not within me where I can just get those endorphins running. And then after that, I can take the time to pretty much, I guess you could say my cool down is my daily devotions, my scripting, my journaling that allows me to put myself in a center mind space to be prepared for whatever may come my way. So Crystal being a light for her, being a light for me in the journey is also something that I've realized with her podcast of what keep it positive sweetie Nothing. keep it positive sweetie has definitely been a light for me because it's good to know that in my head Crystal Renee Hesler is like a mentor okay she's the striving of what I want to be 40 fabulous and fine living your girls and her journey was not a normal journey so that's how I feel with that and then like sometimes I also have in my routine where I read books so like memoirs Hearing stories from other people is what allows me to shine the light on me. Like right now, I'm reading Shirley Ralph's book of, you know, Diva, the the guidelines of a diva, whatever the hell it's called. It's underneath my iPad. I can't see it right now. But she gives the tips on how to be a diva and shine your light and never really, and, you know, be resilient. Because as her being around for over 20-something years in this business, she's just now getting her credit and just due. So having my routine, having people that I admire and aspire, because I told you I have my wall of fame you know my woman wall of fame my woman of inspiration which go from tammy roman to novi brown that i literally look at over my desk on a regular basis is something that inspires me to continue to do what i do and want to push forward and be a woman of warrior being a woman warrior so now having a girlfriend who's also a woman who I can literally see my younger self in, as well as seeing the potential of what she has to be a greater woman. Not saying everything with us is always easy because it's not always light. We try to find a light in a lot of situations when we go toe-to-toe. But again, when you have a strong person who's passionate about who they are and what they stand for, it's just a point of knowing that the light was always going to outshine the darkness no matter how bad things get with us because we've had some dark times already in the two months. Mm-hmm. Okay, believe me when I tell you. But we keep it real with each other. And that's why I feel like there's going to be a future with us because a lot of what people have to wait until a 20, 30 year mark of figuring out who they are with their person that they've never seen the side of or doing now. Like, I feel like, you know how they say every seven to 14 years, your marriage changes because the person evolves into something else. I feel like us experiencing each other now and knowing that there's an evolution that we change on a regular basis, it's not going to be a surprise because when the day I do marry her, it's going to be like, I know you're going to evolve into another person as I'm I, and we're just going to constantly be evolving, but together. And even though that, and I think the 10 year age gap plays a very big part on that as a plus, because there's going to be always something new that we can always feed off of each other in our insights. So... You know, it's been kind of 
crazy. But last night was the confirmation where I can say I fell in love with her. In love? And I've never told her that. So for y'all to hear this on the podcast, the first time she's hearing it and y'all are hearing it too. Wow. I fell in love with her because I seen a side of vulnerability and authenticity in her emotion that this fucking hard ass nigga tries to hide on a regular she basis. Calls me emotionless, guys. And I Mm-mm. just what? I say you be you're you're emotionally unavailable no, at times. Actually, she tells me I only have one emotion. That's what you told me. Well, I like to mentally say I have one emotion because I just handle everything within a lot of let sh- like a lot a lot of everything just roll off. Don't really hold on to nothing. Don't take anything personal unless it's super personal and I can't let nothing slide. But I used to be a superly overly emotional child. And I feel like I just grew out of that. But in this relationship, I tap I'm trying my hardest to tap back into that emotional child because she's really the one who is being seen the most in this relationship. Yes, because I told you I I live baby Jessica and her child, she's me and her have had our we're now working on teenage her. Okay? But me and baby Jess, we like <laughs> We're twins, locked in for life. (laughs) When we locked in, ain't no switching up. Like, that's how close we are. So my inner child still lives within me. So my inner child draws to her inner child, technically, because she's still in her inner child. Where, like, she's like, oh, I can see you. Let's play. Let's play. Let's hang out. Like, I know what's going on. Like, come on, let me be your friend. Yeah, like, I've been through this. Let's talk about it. And last night, I feel like we had a really good conversation. But I want to hear it from Jessica's point of view because she said last night she. No, you speak first. Why do I speak? Because I already just said I fell in love. Me speaking, they need to know why and what happened, so they need to hear from you. Bite my finger, I'll beat you up. I'm not gonna bite you. Um. So yeah, after the conversation Jessica had with my mom, it gave her perspective on both ends into me. Because she gets to see from both sides, you know, you are one side of your parents and then, you know, you have your own personality. And for the record, I probably had a lot of insight from her mom about her that she didn't know. Because her mom even said like, oh, she's not that emotion. She doesn't really articulate them with me, but she's starting to try to. And I think that's where you had a very positive effect on her. Right. And my mom literally is like, when I talk to my mom now, I feel bits and pieces of Jessica coming out of my mouth. And my mom be like, hmm, where'd you get that from? Oh, how intelligent are you? Like, I feel like she be trying to punk me. But in reality, it really draws her closer into Jessica and makes them want to have a relationship because she wants to know, like, how does this girl have more influence on my daughter than I've ever had in my whole daughter's 22 years of life? Like, how has she been able to really break through to the core of her heart because when i tell you i'm the grinch but like not in the christmas way because i love the holidays but like i really keep to my face i mean keep to myself straight face no emotions like i keep everything in i'll cry to myself i'll figure it out on my own like i'm not gonna ask you or nobody which is how i knew she had abandonment issues because she always shows up for everybody but allows nobody to show up for her so when she did her good deed i'm like okay you're showing up for this as she said friend at the time the next day 
It's like, but y'all have no true relation and you're still showing up. When he had people that was right there, that was his homies that wasn't even trying to show the fuck up. So I'm like, oh, you don't like abandoning people because you've been abandoned. So her inner child off the rip was talking to me then. So her, but she didn't even know about him, but her inner child and minor child were literally sitting there having, playing patty cake at that point. Like, oh, I see you. You don't know I see you. But until you realize we're playing patty cake and we're already playing, you'll soon realize. In conversation after conversation, I realized, like, it's just a lot that Jessica's helping me see, and it's really it's drawing a lot of emotions that I've put away to the surface. So last night I was like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Like I don't know how to share. So like the only way you're really gonna get stuff out of me, and I know it sounds harsh, is like you're gonna have to ask. Like if you ask, I'll answer anything about me. But like I'm just, I hate to volunteer information and be disappointed in the end. So she started asking me. And things. then we had to make it clear to her that what you had done prior, I am not them niggas. She's not, but still, you know. Because you know, she's not used things. to being seen, heard, and understood, even when it comes to her family, where somebody asks her how she feels and generally wants to know how she's feeling and then understand how they could show up for her. So every time she's going through something, I'm like, yo, how can I? And I say it, I'm like, yo, how do you want me to show up? How can I show up for you? How can I help you in this situation? What do you need from me to be able to be a support system to you at this time? And she's like, I don't know. And I don't know is always her answer because she's not know. used to it. Used to be my answer. Used I to feel be. like I have changed that. You have. Because in a lot of conversations me and Jessica would have, she'd be like, what do you feel? How do you think? What's up with you? And I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Jessica's always been so vocal about her feelings and our emotions since the beginning of our relationship. And it just took me a while. And it's still taking me time. Like, last night I feel like it was a breakthrough. Like, I was actually having a very fluent conversation with her about like some things in the past that i didn't like some things that probably are making me act the way i act now and how i want them to change and how i should have conversations with my mom to really see the change and she was playing devil's advocate because she was like well you know you can't really rely on your mom you know you really got to have that conversation too because if she's not gonna have the conversation so you can have the conversation and i mean i was feeling like girl you're supposed to be on my side because i told jessica every time we go out where what we're a unit. We're a united front. And she still be trying to play on my face. But it's not a united front for me playing her face. It's me just keeping it real. Like, the conversation I had with her mom is probably some stuff where even her mom said, well, Chelsea doesn't ask. And if she asks, she'll probably have a better understanding of me. But that's not for me to share with Chelsea because that's for Chelsea to have to dig. That's why I'm like, just as much as you, because you're on your healing journey and your mom's in therapy, it's now your responsibility to step up and try to find the answers like how I had to do with my dad and not understanding my dad when I didn't talk to him for nine years and me asking him about his childhood because we also have to realize our parents had a childhood and had a life before us. And there's some things that because they come in a generation where you're supposed to be seen and not heard literally from the silence generation up to the Gen Xers, which is like her generation with her mom before us millennials, a lot of things were swept under the rug where it's like you can have emotions, but you're a child, so you can't speak on your shit. Now, after us millennials and after, we speak on our shit because we're not going to sit here and hide and act like shit is copacetic when it's not copacetic. And it's hurting me inside because we're now taking trans transgenerational toxicity and pulling this back where we have this now ending cycle of bullshit and facades. 
where we never get to the root issue, which is why there's some discourse. But there's a conversation where there's you can feel the energy and tension, but it's not spoken on. You see what I'm saying? So now because Chelsea knows what it is, it's your responsibility for your healing. And that's a part of your healing. So that means you got to go to your mom and ask her. Then that's what you got to do because she's on her journey. But as her mom was saying, she asked Chelsea, but Chelsea's closed off. So it's like she's trying on her end. Now you have to meet her halfway. So, yeah, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Right. And I was like, uh-uh, girl. Because if she asked, I may have answered. But it's like, I don't feel like she asked in a way where it was like, you're asking for my benefit. Because you really care. I feel like you're asking. So, that way, at the end of the day, if I ever write a memoir or I get famous and they want to do a tell-all about me, you're asking. So, that way, you don't look like the villain. In reality, you're not the villain. It's just like a lot of miscommunication. And that's not the case. The real issue why she's asking, because like I even tell Chelsea, you're hard to gauge because, like I said, I'm good at gauging people. I did not have a problem with my gaydar or my gauging of a person until fucking Chelsea. Because the first night I kissed him, I'm like, hey, this is going to be a one night thing. And she was like, I would have just gave you drugs that night. Honestly, it was up to me. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done it then. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Whoa. But besides the point is, I can only gauge that. Whoa. And I couldn't gauge that. We're keeping it real. We are keeping it real, y'all. And so... The reason why I told Jessica I really probably would have gave it up to her that night is because what had on this nice outfit, little crop top, like crop top in a skirt that literally stopped right up under my cheeks. And Jessica was playing pool, had her ass in my face the whole time. She was sitting on my lap. She was twerking and jerking and doing all of this stuff with the liquor in my system. I was like, yeah, Jessica has ass on her if y'all hadn't seen. But y'all will never see. Please never cross that line with me. I don't want to have to fight <laughs> Like, please don't ever play with me. Yeah, no. But yeah, she kissed me twice. She kissed me the first time in the apartment. I was like, mm, I don't, I don't know like that. This. Yeah, she was like, I don't like that. It was kind of aggressive, and was I wasn't aggressive. ready. Like, I just came out the bathroom, had the lemonade in my hand. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, I'm like My Little Pony's happy go lucky. Like, okay, let's go. And she kissed me, and the first time I was like thrown off. Then we went outside as we're walking back, like literally five steps outside of the apartment. And she did it again, and that time was a little more. It was better. Didn't know the girl had a tongue ring, and I love Jessica's tongue ring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I like you so much. I love. I forget tongue. I have a tongue ring because <laughs> it's been in for so fucking long. Yeah, she. I think she swallowed the ball, y'all, when we went to Asheville. I did, and we had to go. That's a whole nother story for another day. Besides the point, I did. I do. I saw my ball all the time. I still have a whole drawer full of replacements. But, yeah. But I told her, I was like, nah, you're mad cute. Very, very seductive individual. She was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you're bae. And then she was like, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to rush nothing. I wanted to keep it a buck with her. Like, yes, I've probably been my whole life asking my friends. I'm going to tell my friends all the time. Every time a relationship didn't work, I'm like, yeah, y'all, I'm probably going to marry a girl. I'm going to go be gay. And they would look at me and be like, girl, shut up. And then, you know, another guy would come along and I would give it a chance. But after that, I would always tell my friends, yeah, I'm the gay friend. I'm going to be the gay friend. And everybody thought I was lying. But I would tell everybody, like, I shout out to Sana. <laughs> I would keep it, I'm so honest with everybody, like, I'm probably going to be the gay friend, yeah, I want to try and experience things with girls, and Jessica was, like, the person that really, like, took me up on this opportunity, at first she thought it was, like, a phase. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm going to hold you, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought she was going to be another body count on my, my, I thought she was going to be on the BB list. 
the B.O.B. body count of bitches because y'all know my body count of bitches is long <laughs> but she ended up not being a bitch so and so then you know we had got through that phase with each other and then she met my mom and my mom kind of put it back in her head that this could have been a phase mm-hmm. and so it took us a little time she kept saying everything has its time it does phase out I was grieving. That was a phase. I was. In yeah, she thinks she's being rebellious. My mom just thought I was like going through it. But then I started talking to my family. I have two very close cousins that I literally would tell my whole life story to them. And they really would just reassure me. They're like, girl, we got you. If this is what you want, this is what makes you happy. Shout out to Mikey. She makes you happy. Shout out to Brittany. Then go for it. Brittany was like, yes. because she- Brittany knew as soon as she walked through the door what the fuck was up. And I'm like, girl, I didn't know. She was, like, she was like, oh yeah, when I walked in, I knew. I'm like, what you know? Tell me. And she was like, I know. Chelsea, you're my... I'm her cousin. She's like, Chelsea, you're my oldest child. You're my little sister. You're my baby cousin. I know. I know. And she was like, and then this is when I'm telling her I'm bring her Jessica around for Thanksgiving. And so some of my family members are out the ass crazy and they'll say anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm at the point in my life where I can distance myself from any family member if they want to contest my relationship because I'm honestly and truly happy and so positive and I see the future with this girl. Like if you don't see the future with her, like how I see the future with her, then you can kick rocks. And just, and Brittany was like, no, you ain't even gotta, you ain't even gotta be in that type of time. And if anybody say something, I'll handle it. And I know how nervous I was bringing just kind of Thanksgiving. And because know y'all know I'm in New York. I don't got time for the bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You disrespect me, you getting disrespected. And right, and that's the thing. I'm like, babe, please, please, please. Her mom said to me last night, she was like, next time, can you do me a favor? Can you smile more? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just... And I was like, and I really feel like... so the, not the used thing to it. Like, Jessica has that, like resting bitch face hard personality is to where she really didn't let people in. And she was like, well, Chelsea, I really feel like... If you wanted me to be known, you would have included me and introduced me. And I had to let her know, like, I love my family, but I don't even inter- include myself in conversations with them. I'm just there to be there because they're family. I love my family. And I'm not saying that, like, I got anything against my family. But it's just, I know my role in the family dynamic. And I don't ever try to put myself in their bullshit. So I say to myself, and I had to let Jessica know, like, how she was going through some things. But I was like, Jessica, I'm, and I never necessarily said the word disappointed, but I'm like, I'm kind of upset because I really had you along on my Thanksgiving journey as my support system. And it just didn't go as planned because by the end of the night on Thanksgiving night, we was both very aggravated with each other. Like, we didn't talk the whole round. But it's something we had to process because Jessica's been through holidays and Thanksgivings with relationships and going to people's houses and i was like this is my first i don't know how i'm gonna do it i know it's not gonna be the 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 best first introduction into this but i'm like by the second and third time because once only place i was comfortable was at mikey and tiara's house right it's smaller quaint and mikey and tiara are a part of the community so like mikey under understands but I told Jessica now, like, because my other two, so we went to, like, three houses. Like, I told her, like, stages of the houses. But, like, because everybody met her, they're going to be asking about her. 
it's gonna take two to three times maybe a little bit of a drink before real conversations happen like you're not gonna be intoxicated or inebriated like how it took for me and her mom like it's a fourth fifth conversation before right. it got and it's like that's just how it is with my family like they're gonna be put off and you're gonna be put off and so somebody really step up and be like hey yo this is this is me ain't nobody because her mom called me yesterday which is kind of like i didn't expect to check in yeah and it's probably because i was like really pushing for it i'm like you're gonna lose your daughter if you don't take this opportunity i just feel like it's just she's in the phases of learning and i be having to give myself patience and grace to give to her because it's like i know i've been through it but i can't walk through her journey for her because it's like damn i want to be like oh this is frustrating but only because i know what she's supposed to be doing but she's not doing it and i'm just like yeah, i, don't I can't walk her journal journey for her because it's not my journey and for all i know her journey from you know for for spiritual wise might be different from my journey even though we get to the same outcome you see what i'm saying so i don't know i always just like i think for me also it was weird because when she was like i see potential and i'm like why me because i'm always so used to having to downplay myself small it's like i always hear my light but i never feel understanding until like recently and then when like dating her and hearing like how i'm a light and how important i am and constantly hearing like i love you like you don't understand how much i love you like i really do love you like i love your brain like and then having her literally list everything like i was at a concert coco john concert this girl is sending me a text message of every time, like, oh, you know this girl? Like, I love her because... And it's like a whole paragraph. And I'm crying in the club, y'all. I'm crying in the club. I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? I don't deserve it. And then the girl next to me, T, she was like, you okay? I was like, I was like, I don't know where I go. I just came into this over. What is this over? I want to go see my girlfriend. I miss all the love on the set list. I want to go see my girlfriend. I miss her. Which is rare for me because I really miss people. I really don't be missing people. Like she'll say she misses me all the time. I'll be like, I love you too. Because it takes me a lot for me to miss somebody. Like, because I'm so used to being secluded and recluse that I don't, it, it takes a lot for me to want to miss you because it's like I prefer to be by myself. So, like, if I miss you, I really got to miss you. But to be crying in the club at a Coco Jones concert. I'm like, okay, I want to, is this over yet? Like, how many more songs? I want to hurry up and get home to get my girlfriend. Like, I'm speeding down the highway to get home, take a shower, and get to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much I was missing her because, like, she's telling me how I'm a light and how important I am. And I think it's important to have those type of people in your life because if people don't can't tell you how you are a light and how much you are shining in their life or as a whole as a person, that means they're a dry hater. In reality, they really don't think you're a light. They're trying to steal your light. And we know that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, okay? Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. But you can't always play yourself small because people will be jealous of your light because your shit shines bright and sometimes they still have dim and dark areas. But that's not your business. That's there. So what what Tabitha Brown say? You have the most amazing day. And if you can't, don't, don't you dare go mess up nobody else's your hair. And that's what the fuck people do because they're predators. They be trying to pray. But then when you have, like, words of affirmation and encouragement and a great support system, like, I'm still developing a village. I'm still developing a tribe. And as y'all heard me before, if y'all been with me this podcast in the beginning for the last three years, we're like, episode 130-something at this point. I've had my tribe, which I've used the word frivolously and loosely, where it's changed. I'm trying to build my tribe. It's your forever tribe. Your yeah, my forever tribe. Like, my soul, soul tribe. tribe. Like... I have people like Morgie is going to be part of my child. That's my little sis. We haven't spoken in 
Well, we've talked on birthdays Shout and occasions, but we haven't. I haven't seen Morgan since I left Delaware, and I left Delaware in 2018. That's the last time I seen Morgan, We're right? 2017. But Morgan's in Maryland. So, me and Morgan, I developed a relationship with Morgan because I was constantly on campus post graduation because of a. I don't even know how I met Morgan. I just want to say it's probably through one mutual person that I no longer converse with. But, like, Morgan, like, was the person I was around when I was in grad school. So, like, she still has my grad school pictures that I took professionally. And she'll randomly be like, oh, look what I still got. Or just like, hey, sister, hey, sissy. And it's weird for me because I'm used to people, me being the person that reaches out, even though time passes. Morgan has always been the one that's always still reached out and kept contact. Like, birthdays, there's not a holiday, founders ain't no nothing that she's ever missed. So, like, us conversing today after not having a full FaceTime conversation since 2018, you would have thought the time never passed. Because I still know what's going on in her life. We still checked in one, like, every now and then. But it shows how, like, how she became, like, a mentee, like, a little sis. She still has that respect for me. And now, even almost five years later, where we still have that connection, it's just like, we ain't got to talk forever. We ain't got to talk for years. But, like, you've been here. You ain't never done me wrong. And I'm going to always keep you around. Like, that's the type of person who's going to be at my tribe forever. Like, and that's what I'm trying to build is like I have one set person in my tribe. I have Clarissa as well, who's have y'all heard me to we have heard her on the podcast before, who's been around since I was in sixth grade. I feel like her and I's relationship is never gonna change because we've always had distance. Like me and Clarissa haven't seen each other since high school graduation. That was over fifteen years ago. And we're still close as fuck. We don't talk every day. But, like, she'll send me memes and shit on Instagram or we'll check in every once in a while. But if I ask her on a podcast today, she'll find some time on her schedule and be like, yes, sis, I'm here for you. Let me jump on the podcast. Like, that's my tribe. So, like, Shakia is another person, which babe always thought I never had friends. But I have friends. I just don't talk yeah, to them no, all the no, time. No, 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 no. When I met Jessica, she was a popular loner. So, she really had time for me. We talk all the time. And all of a sudden, she had these friends. Like, I promise you, Marie, this has nothing to do with you. But today, when I tell you, I was about to do <laughs> 80, 80 on 85 trying to get home. Because I'm calling Jessica, texting Jessica. And she is not answering me. Like, she had just went away. And I'm like, what happened to her? What's going on? Why is she not answering? I don't like when she doesn't communicate properly. Which I always do. This is why it was a red flag for her because I always communicate. Like, if I text her, she's texting me back. If I call her, she's answering on the first ring. So, I'm like, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Finally called this girl. She... The reason why she's really having this issue is I'm going to be real transparent with y'all. I had a self-harm relapse last week. So she's in her mind automatically on high alert to make sure I haven't done anything to harm myself. I mean that, but in general, this is my girl. So when I call her, I'll be bored. And Jessica doesn't know. Now she's not, she's not my only friend. She's my main friend. I still have my other friends. But Jessica's my best friend. Go best friend and slowly best friend. That's my bestie. And so when I couldn't get in touch with her today, I was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. These kids, I work with kids. These kids get on my nerves. I need my little quick five minutes out in the hallway to unload before I go back in there with them kids. And she's not answering the phone. She finally answered the phone and she's like, I'm just going to FaceTime with Morgan. I'm like, who is Morgan? The same when she was like, that was Shakia. Who the hell is who the hell is Shakia? I'm like, who is these people? Like, she posted her friend Harriet and her and her girlfriend. I'm like, Jessica, are you cheating on me? And Harriet is my soror. And I'm like, who are these people? 
So it'll just be like moments. And it's the thing that a lot of people that I'm close with or cool with are, they're literally all over the United States. They're not here. They're not just in New York. Like for the life of her, you would think that we're in a, she says it's a thruple case. I talk about Nia all the time. Lord, I love some Nia. I do. From the story (laughs) that Nia tells me. But yesterday she threw me a bag. She was like, yeah, I had a conversation with Nia about a topic of our relationship and now you're just not telling me like three weeks later after we done had this conversation and i'm like yeah okay processing my first initial reaction to the process was like i'm not feeling that but it's like i understand you have friends and you're definitely entitled to have conversations with your friends time out i'm entitled to have conversations with my friends the majority of my friends are in same-sex relationships or have been. So I'm going to go to people who I can be in my shoes and not look at it in the subjective opinion on a hetero norm to give me advice as opposed to how it is dealing with somebody of the same sex. Like Nia, as y'all heard on the podcast, had a whole four-year relationship right. with a girl. So I'm going to go to Nia because we're the same age and you've been in my situation where you've had a longevity relationship. Like the longest relationship I've ever had with a female ever was probably a year and a half. You? For me, a year and a half. I've been longer with niggas than I've been a female. That's crazy. So, like, having Nia now, knowing that Nia was a part of the community at some point, is like, I'm going to go to Nia. Or I'm going to go to Harriet because Harriet is closer to her age than she is my age. But Harriet is mature for her age where she knows what she wants. And knew at 21, like, I want to set a relationship. I don't got time to play fucking games. Like, I'm about you. I'm for you. And anybody who want to come in my play in my face, I'm not here for it. Like, I'm trying to date to marry. And she's only 20. She just turned 24. So it's like, I'm going to go to Harriet sometimes because Harriet is mature, but she's also closer to Chelsea's age than it is for her being close to my age. And she's my sorrow. She's not going to steer me wrong. She's my little, she's my son's son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As your mother said last night, Chelsea's very mature for her age. When it comes to emotions, she's very much a child sometimes. Boo! <laughs> 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 so, yeah, okay, whatever. And so be it. I may throw a little temper tantrum. I might get in my feelings when my emotions are played with. But, fuck you for saying it. And her, I will definitely talk a conversation with her because why you gotta put that out on the airway? Nigga, we keep it real. Nobody we really do gonna... keep it real, but seriously, you lucky I ain't talking about what happened on actually Thanksgiving. or reason why we were at odds at that night. So about how I told you I was emotionally detaching. She did, y'all. She broke my little heart. She was like, "I've been, I've been trying to kiss just God," and she was like, "Yeah, I'm just." emotionally want to take a step back from this relationship no i'm starting to emotionally detach which is never a good sign for a virgo because i everything with females we are very emotional creatures so if i'm emotionally detaching that means you're starting to do something where i'm starting to push away that as me being a sapiosexual you're not fulfilling me emotionally and it's not gonna work for me to be in a relationship at some point so i'm starting to look at you more like a homie a really close homie than i am as my partner and that's not a good sign this early and then we had a conversation you know i went through the the how many stages seven mm-hmm. seven stages seven of grief stages of grief because i'm like and so in my mind y'all i'm not crazy but i like to call them dedication dedication tests jessica's tatted up with dedication tests to past and previous relationships past and previous is the same anyways prior relationship jessica has many 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 dedication tests this is one main one that but she really don't like many it doesn't matter dedicated to past friends past relationships just past 
And I've only ever had one. And it was on a whim to support my cousin because she did something dumb. And she went and got a nigga name tatted across her chest. So I got two stupid initials tatted on my ankle. But I got that shit covered up with the quickness. So I have just got just because birth year tatted on my shoulder. 1990. And it's like, I, I can't even play that off for nobody else. Like, I'm going to have to rock that. And so it's like when she pulled the... the in, we're unraveling so i'm like frustrated i'm like i don't feel like i'm doing anything wrong i feel like i'm doing everything right and i feel like i'm an emotional roller coaster because jessica goes through so many different emotions in one day that i can't even keep up with myself in this relationship so it's like how is she telling me she's starting to emotionally detach and fyi because i emotionally let like how they tell you like when your emotions come grief has no expiration date feel your feels when they come I let my emotion feel they feel when they come. I don't put them she off. Does. I don't suppress them. I and, let them happen. And I never said it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that she's saying it's a bad thing, but unlike her, she suppresses. So it's different for her to be around somebody who actually is vocal and say, I might be moody on this day because this is happening. Or this is what I was processing in my mind because grief, I'm missing my grandmother. And right now I'm having a high level of emotion of grief because I'm really missing my grandmother. Or I'm telling her ahead of time to prepare for an emotional roller coaster because I know I might be okay and then I might not be okay. But I feel my feels and I don't suppress it. Like, I'll cry because I'm, I want to cry. I'll be upset because I want to be upset. And she's not used to that because she's used to dealing with emotionally unavailable people who suppress as much as she does. So she's used to trying to pry and be the savior for them. And it's like, you don't got to be a savior for me. Like, baby, I've been here, done that. I'm going to just feel the feels. You're either going to be with me on this wave or this roller coaster. Or you're just going to get the fuck off. And baby, sometimes I fall off my surfboard and I be drowning in the waves. But I always manage to get back on and keep going. Like, I have never once given up on this <laughs> relationship. I've always tried to find a way, tried to have a conversation, take us out of our comfort zone into a place where we both feel vulnerable to have conversations. Like, I'm always trying to put forth effort to make this work where just because like this is a problem we talk about it i always try to find change like i'm always pushing us in the direction of the light which is our future and so i just feel like sometimes we're on the same page i mean not on the same page when it comes to our relationships but we're always honest with each other and we're honest with y'all like sometimes we be in here beefing i be the one to be ready to give up because it's different when you've been on an emotional journey and you know what the journey is i ain't gonna hold y'all chelsea already know i was like to god get somebody who's on equally yoked emotionally who's done the work and on the journey where i don't gotta sit here and go through the roller coaster god was like ha ha jokes i'm gonna give you somebody who has to start the process and you're gonna be the reason why they start the process and look at how the fuck you look like back then before you judge somebody and see how the fuck it works out for you because you need to learn patience and i think that's why god was like you need to learn patience and give grace as much as you want to give to your friend and somebody else, I'm going to show you, force you to have to give grace to your partner because if you truly love them and care about them, give grace to yourself as well as give grace to your partner to realize everybody's not going to always match you where you're at. And you're asking for a lot, but you don't deserve that. I'm going to make you really work, have to work for what you're asking me for or what you've been praying about or scripting for the last five, six years. I'm like, damn. But then I'd be like, you know what? This is, this is something that I've got. So now I don't be quick to call shit quits as much anymore i find patience she's lying i find patience a little more she's lying saturday we was having a blow to blow y'all she broke her phone because she didn't know how to control her emotions. i guys 
We had a conversation. I have a. Do you want to talk about this now? Because we're going to have to do a part two because we're damn near over for part one at this point right now. I'll say y'all later. So we're going to do a part two? I guess we'll do a part two. I guess we're going to have to come back for part two, y'all.